0: This episode of the Pocket Weekly is brought to you by Ops Genie. When your next problem strikes, you want your devs and ops teams to be on the case ASAP. Opsgenie has you covered for scheduled outages as well as the unpredictable with schedule and escalation planning. With Opsgenie, your next incident doesn't stand a chance. Visit Opsgenie.com to sign up for a free company account for up to five team members, no credit card required. That's O-P-S-G-E-N-I-E dot com. Never miss an alert again with Opsgenie from Atlassian. On the first day of Christmas, our podcast said to you... You forgot someone on your gift list. <laughs> Am I on the right show? <laughs> but lucky you, we are here to help. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 336 of the weekly brought to you by now and XDA developers recorded on this Friday, the 14th of December 2018. Did you know that on average the busiest shopping day of the year is actually the fourth day before Christmas? Kind of makes sense. I am one of those people. And also, parking at the mall, it's a nightmare on that day. Well, good thing we caught you here before then. We've got some last-minute gift suggestions for the people that you connect the most with. And we've got this week's biggest topics in mobile tech as well. Hey, it's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? And joining me is, and let me reiterate, as it will be reiterated at the end of this segment, Jules wrote all of this, <laughs> the best Jewish mall Santa in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Bucks County?
1: Brandon Miniman. Bucks. How's it going, brother? J- Jules, you got it wrong. I don't live in Bucks County. I live in I, oh. Delaware was, about County.
2: To, I was about to say.
1: <laughs> but, but thank you for recognizing my Judaism. And Hanukkah was great. Thanks, guys, for asking. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and again, Jules wrote this. The Grinch whose ram grew three sizes too big. Hi, Medeveta. How's it going? <laughs>
2: made... Ram grew three sizes too big. That sounds very Latino. Hey, everybody. How are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, we were going to reiterate. I I can guarantee that this is all Christmas themed in the script that our producer Jules Wang is willing to write this season. So thank goodness for that. No more of this. Even next week, even though it's right before Christmas <laughs> on our next episode. All right, everybody, we do. We actually do have quite a bit to talk about. Um, A lot happened, let's say, in uh, in China (laughs) and Jaime and I were just talking right before this cast that like we were kind of thinking of trying to get out to a couple of these events. Obviously, it wasn't the case, Uh, but we're going to start off with one of the little pieces of news that came out from Xiaomi. Now, Xiaomi president Lin Bin um, seems to have gotten into the buzz of the 48 megapixel camera that is starting to appear in a lot of mainly Chinese phones this particular week. Now, speculation, at least among us right now, is that the 48 megapixel camera that everyone's talking about is indeed the Sony uh, sensor that was just announced and yet released, and it's going to start appearing in a lot of phones. And uh, if uh, Xiaomi's uh, president is any indication at least to start through... um, well, it looks like this particular 48 megapixel camera is going to do some awesome stuff. Uh, so, 48 megapixel cameras, we are obviously going to talk about Xiaomi in this case, who's saying that uh, their phone is going to have this particular sensor. Um, it may or may not debut at CES, uh, but we're not too sure about that yet. So, Xiaomi's there. Huawei did the same thing with the Honor View 20. Uh, And it has not only the 48 megapixel camera on the rear, it also has the new camera hole punch. It's one of the first ones we're seeing, um, combating the notch for sure. And then finally, we also had Vivo doing the same. Um, So uh, there are a couple of devices out of Huawei. We'll go through them a little bit. And then, of course, Vivo's at the end. And that one has a really fun feature that I want to talk about a little bit later. But first, 48 megapixel camera coming from Sony, coming in these Chinese phones, and potentially in the future, how excited are we about a new sensor?
2: You mean this Sony, the one that makes phones that doesn't include that sensor in their phones?
0: <laughs> yeah. That Sony?
2: <laughs> pretty that much. Sony, yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited. I, I, I think that Huawei has proven throughout 2018 that photography superiority in mobile does have to do with hardware. Um, obviously, they've made a significant push between hardware and software, uh, but I am really excited. I, I honestly can't wait to see what... You know, if these cameras can pull off their software, because the sad part is that not all of these companies have done a really good job when it comes to the software implementation of existing sensors. So the question is, how is more megapixels over the same software going to do any better? That's my question.
0: Yeah, and, and not to go too far into the future, but we do have one commenter here saying, uh, with 48 megapixels on a phone in 2019, think about that for a second. 48 megapixels on something like that small? like It's crazy. And that's one sensor. They may not even be the multiple cameras I was seeing on the back. Anyway, uh, with 48 megapixels on a phone in 2019, God knows what kind of phone we're going to have in the next decade. I, I'm inclined to agree. We're packing a lot into smartphones now so um 48 megapixels i remember seeing a story about this actual sensor about how especially for uh low-light photography it is going to do the usual thing that we see now which is pixel binning um so i think it's uh supposed to be four uh four megapixel diodes so that would make it like a 12 megapixel low-light photo or a 12 megapixel photo at the end of it all because of the binning um but yeah i mean 48 (laughs) megapixels on the rear uh brandon what kind of camera do you typically use and how many megapixels is that
1: thing (laughs) Um, I use just my phone. Uh, I think it's going to be amazing when you get really high resolution cameras along with really good software. I mean, the stuff you'll be able to do, like, you know, if you look at the super zoom on the Pixel 3, which is able to get incredible detail when you zoom in significantly with a relatively low resolution camera, if you add to that a high resolution camera... Do you guys remember some TV shows where like there's a video camera taking a video of like a robber and they zoom in all the way, it's super pixelated, and then some, <laughs> some guy in the background's like depixelate and suddenly it looks perfectly Enhance. clear. Enhance. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's going to be reality, you know, 50 megapixel sensors with like the ability to use uh, machine learning to guess what the pixels are around it. It's gonna be awesome for zooming into things and getting really great detail.
0: I think as a reviewer, I'm actually kind of excited about that because how, for how many years have we been doing 100 crops into the photos from these phones? And then it, it becomes pixelated and we're like, well, you know, the detail may not be there. If the detail is there, that's something to be excited about personally.
2: It's um, yeah. yeah, it's just right now it's all about pixel binning. So that would be an interesting like we've we've we saw what Qualcomm is doing with imaging with HEIF where. Uh, they, you know, they've, they've told everybody, like there are companies that are doing HEIF, but they're not really taking the full advantage of what the file, um, of what, of everything that can be compiled in this file. So like you can pretty much take a photo and edit it after the fact, just because of HEIF, just because of these capabilities, all this information that's already being stored in the file. So, I mean, what if, yes, you were using pixel binning to create a 10 megapixel shot, but what if we can eventually say, you know what? No, I don't want a 10 megapixel. I want a 48 megapixel shot from that photo um, that's already taken. And then I could zoom into it losslessly. I mean, that would be great.
0: Yeah. And I think I think that there should be, you know, bringing up the buzzword. I know everyone's sick of certain buzzwords like 5G and AI, which is what I'm going to bring up. Uh, depending on the actual, because uh, a lot of these Chinese companies, I mean, we're looking at Honor, Huawei, and Xiaomi, um, and also Vivo. But the, the 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 first three that I mentioned, they've done a lot of work in AI photography to make it so that the camera app is able to figure out what it's looking at. That way, it can change the settings accordingly. So if you have like a landscape in broad daylight, maybe a 48 megapixel photo is going to be the thing. And then when you're in low light, the bending occurs. So I I, I could see that kind of being the case. Um, here's, a,
1: uh, here's a super fun fact. What resolution do you think a camera needs to be to equal the um, ability of the human eye to see detail? Just a guess.
2: Isn't it an eight? Oh, my God. No, no. Um, no, it's,
1: it's massive. It's oh, massive. It massive? Oh. So
2: two things about the human eye is not just the photo quality, obviously. Stabilization, man. <laughs>
1: Stabilization. Have you? Have you no,
2: it's, for me, it's one of the most fascinating things. When you walk, do you notice your vision doing this? You don't. (laughs) True. You don't. I mean, for me, it's just, wow, the human eye is such a fantastic, uh, you know, creation, seriously. I mean, to try to mimic that is insane.
0: Yeah. Jules called me out. He knew where my brain went. (laughs) He was like, no, not PPI, Josh. We're talking about megapixels. (laughs) Can you release a calendar? What?
2: A calendar? Okay.
0: One of our one of our commenters. if we can get all of these phones that have the 48 megapixel, uh, we will do a comparison among all of them and try to get a, uh, <laughs> a calendar of Jaime Rivera out. <laughs> That's <was> hilarious. <laughs> Fine, let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> all right. So uh, the other piece of news from a couple of these uh, from one of these phones in particular. So we're looking at Honor. Um, by the way, if my camera goes out, you'll still hear my audio. So I'm going to do a, a little bit of sleuthing over here um the uh the honor is introducing that hole punch front facing camera so you got a tiny little hole at uh what was the millimeter i think it was like oh there you go 4.5 millimeters um so you have a 4.5 millimeter hole on the front in the very corner no more notch but you got this tiny little hole that might <laughs> would that be annoying to you uh in the way that the notch has been cutting into your content how do you feel about the hole punch now that's appearing
2: The question is what companies are planning to do with the user interface. Like, I feel that like the essential phone design where uh, that punch hole in the middle was, you know, not it didn't affect notifications in any way. Huawei's doing a good job with the Mate 20 Pro. Uh, Google is not doing the best job with the Pixel 3 XL. So it's just how are apps going to interact with that punch hole? And can we please just all define where like one spot? Because like, (laughs) like, you know, for the average person that's going to have two phones, or a phone a year, that's fine, you know, or a phone every two years, that's fine. But can you imagine trying to get used to, like, you're reviewing a phone and you're used to the camera in the center, but now it's in the left, but now it's in the damn right. Oh, shoot, it's at the bottom, like, it, or no, there's no camera now, it's in the back. Like, yeah. like it, it is, like, so, I I love the experimentation, don't get me wrong, I feel that we needed this experimentation, and we have to thank Vivo for that, for that, you know, motorized camera, which pretty much, like, launch the trend
0: and they're just following up with more more and more ideas you weren't you weren't totally wrong by saying vivo but it was oppo right wasn't Oppo the yeah, motorized yeah. oh no you're right vivo the next you're right i was thinking of the oppo find 10 uh find x <laughs> no, no, or whatever no. you want to call it. um okay yeah you're right uh brandon any thoughts on the whole punch
1: you wouldn't i think it actually looks really really good and i don't think you would have to do much to the ui to reflow the content around it unless it Unless it was hiding something like a notification, then you'd have to do something. If if there was like a little blank where an icon would be, you'd have to move that icon to the right. But otherwise, I don't see why it can't just be on the screen somewhere without mm. having mm-hmm. to change the UI, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like it, it would just be there and maybe some applications would take advantage of the fact that that tiny bit is cut out. But every other app, it's just going to be there. And hopefully just they're just... There. Yeah, it's just going to be there, and and hopefully they'll just have elements move around it if needed. Because for example, where it is in 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 this phone right now in the uh, in the Honor, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder is that going to cut into the back button on the top left? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean you have, a ba- you have a back button in Android to begin with, but it's yeah. up there too.
2: <laughs> it's just again, it's for me, it's it's all about the implementation and just like it's funny whenever I read comments that are like hey, dude, whenever, when are you going to make 18 by 9 video? And I'm like, not now. Not now at all. Because watching 18 by 9 video on a Pixel 3 XL is an effing nightmare. Like, you, you get cutouts on, on a certain corner, and then you've got the notch taking over, like, 50% of the video. And then you've got the chin on the other end. And it just – and you can't – there's no way to zoom in or out of that. Like, whereas 16 by 9 can still cover the notch. Um, and you don't have to put up with that part of – that thing affecting your user interface. And so imagine right now that we've got punch holes coming over, and then the punch hole is going to be in different parts of the video. And we as creators can't predict where that's going to be. So the best thing is to just go 16 by 9 for now until, you know, something is going to be like, this is going to be the standard or whatever. Uh, And then, sure, you won't have to worry about, oh, shoot, like uh, the portion of the video that I wanted to see is being covered by this or that. Like, you know, whenever we frame things, we try to frame things in in a useful way. So it's not like that everything that's in the corners doesn't really matter. Yeah, fair enough. Um it's, okay. it's
1: going to be like it doesn't it doesn't matter, Jaime, because it's going to be such a small percentage of the entire video. It's gonna be like two percent of the pixels on your screen. There will be a hole. So imagine going to the movies. What if you have a
0: phone that has more than one camera on the front?
2: So imagine imagine mm, yeah. going to the movies and having to put up with this tall guy sitting in front of you with this <laughs> with his head covering one corner of the
0: movie. How does that feel? Okay, fair. Um, well, I, I would, but it I would feels use that awkward. as an analogy for the notch, but this hole punch is more like there's an aberration on the actual, like, screen, which, right. is not, which is something that you just sort of understand is there sometimes, but when someone stands up, that's a notch. That's what you hate. <laughs> so, yeah. I completely okay. agree with that.
2: Like, I, I love the approach of televisions. Like, the ultra-thin televisions have this, like, protrusion where the camera's at the top, which for me, the mechanized system... If it wasn't for the fact that you can't water, water resist these phones. But for me, that's like the perfect thing. Cause you don't want anything getting in between you and your content. Mm. That's just the way it is. So I feel, I don't, I don't feel that it's the best solution. And there goes Josh's camera.
0: <laughs> it's just my camera. You can still hear me. <laughs> yeah. but
2: uh, I, I don't know, man. Like for me, it's, it's not the best idea to have something punch a hole in your content. Like I get it that you don't always watch video, Brandon, but That again, that's one of the main reasons why for me sixteen by nine is the way to stay for now until that is like standardized in a way.
0: Yeah, I think I think that I think that is pretty. So where would you want the hole punch then? Front and center? Would Lenovo bring back the ThinkPad and put it right uh, in the middle and make it red?
2: (laughs) I I feel I feel that if technology is not there, I'm not saying that this. I mean, is 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 the Samsung Galaxy approach bad? I mean, think about it. Is the Samsung Galaxy approach bad, where you have minor bezels, and these minor bezels have, you know, they have the camera, they have the speakers. We get dual speakers because of that. I don't feel that there's anything wrong with that approach.
0: Mm. Okay, fair enough. I do. Want, I, I I want to make sure we cover one last thing before we move on to our next uh, group of topics. Let's say uh, <laughs> Vivo with this ring light on the back, along on top of a. Completely secondary display.
2: I Uh, like that approach. I like that I kind of do
0: too. I have to admit. Selfie (laughs) cameras
2: are crap. Like it doesn't matter if you've got the 24 megapixel shooter or the dual cameras from the Pixel or 24 on Huawei's or it doesn't matter. Selfie cameras are really (laughs) bad. Yeah. And so like if I could have the primary camera and have a way to see if it's useful, I don't think it's I I know that it's a nightmare to have two screens, which the battery and this and that. I get it. But I think I think that if like Oppo did it once with that sliding mechanism for you to be able on the Oppo N, N1 and N one and N three for you to be able yeah. to use the primary mm-hmm. cameras. The only problem is the primary camera on that phone was terrible, but the We're idea still terrible, was great.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. But the idea was great. So that for me is the best thing where you get a, imagine the forty-eight megapixel, the forty megapixel camera on the May 20 Pro to serve as the primary. Imagine that. Like Mm -hmm. the level of bokeh that you get from that camera because of the size of the sensor is crazy. It's great. So I like it. I like that idea.
0: I love the ring light. I mean, can I just, (laughs) I think the ring light is a a wonderful idea. And I love how it's implemented because it's exactly how you would implement it in a real camera where the light's literally around whatever lens you're using or whatever Mm -hmm. sensor you're using. Yeah. i thought that was hilarious um just imagine what it would be like vlogging with this that's always where my mind goes <laughs>
2: so very like, beauty focused
0: yes exactly and then vivo has a beauty mode on top of this ring light so like you're you're you're, you're kind of creating the perfect phone for that market because in asia and china like beauty modes are actually really important uh, so now you have good lighting for it
1: <laughs> if you want to solve the problem of selfie cameras being poor, and you want to um, take advantage of the rear camera, what you need to do is you can go on Amazon. I think dbrand and Slickwraps might have this. You get a sticker that's a mirror finish. You oh, put yeah. it on the back of your device, <laughs> and then you can, you can just use the rear camera all the time because you have the, camera, the, the mirror finish.
2: Yeah, the problem is there's no guarantee. So the biggest problem when, when you set a camera, a primary shooter, you have to remember that's a 27-millimeter camera equivalent. And so if you're too close to it, it has trouble focusing. And so there's no guarantee that you're in focus with a mirror. That's the problem.
0: This is true. Also, um, the other thing you can do is just have a wide angle on the back. Uh, you trigger that, turn it around. You're pretty certain you're in the shot.
2: Yeah, because it's it's, it's it's standard. Like, there's no autofocus on that. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So while we move on to uh, a topic that came up actually right before we started our show, um, one other thing, uh, one other phone that Jaime's is playing with that I have yet to unbox also is oh the God, ROG when phone. So many,
2: when you have so many phones that you can't even pull them out of the box. Guys. I
0: can oh I'm working God. on the... I'm, I'm literally... I'm Look at the you. 20, I'm working on the Mate 20 Pro right now. And, um, the uh, yeah, I just need to get through them one by one. I, I, I realize I'm terrible at multitasking. <laughs> um, but in any case, speaking of the ROG phone that is in Jaime's hands right now, um, so... Jaime's actually kind of into this phone, first of all. Um, but apparently, Asus is very into this phone as well because President and CEO Jerry Shen is going to step down at the end of the month to be replaced by two CEOs who are being promoted from within. And their plan is to essentially make the ROG phone more or less the focus of their mobile strategy and kind of bring the Zen phone a little bit to the, to the wayside. Um, so, Zen phones, you were mentioning before we started, Jaime, uh, they don't sell particularly well. Um could the ROG phone make up for all of that?
2: Well, the thing about it is like from this, if you remember we were right now at Tech Summit, I had no idea that there were such high demand for gaming phones. Mm. Like, you know, when Razer came up with the market, I was like, eh, okay, fine, you know, it's a gaming company. They're making a gaming phone. And now I had no idea. Like, I get it. Um I get it that a lot of this like money involved this candy crush and you know, certain of these games that aren't just... But the point I, love,
0: be... I love it. It's, it's a dead giveaway that a person is not a total mobile gamer when their first thought is Candy Crush.
2: Right. But the, no, but the thing about it is a lot of this gaming market has to do with games that aren't necessarily high-powered first-person shooter games because these are not necessarily great on phones. The thing about it is for these to get really good on PCs, PCs had to get good. For these to get really good on gaming consoles, gaming consoles had to get good. Yeah. So I feel that this is like, what was first, the chicken or the egg? We need the hardware. And so I feel that if Asus is not succeeding in making phones in general, why not figure out a niche they're already good at when it comes to when it comes to the PC and just bring that knowledge into a gaming phone? And I feel that their implementation of this ROG phone is freaking great. <laughs> Michael, I really our, like it.
0: Michael in our chat says Jaime just has to get good. <laughs> he has to get good at the game.
2: I, uh, dude, you and I, man, Mario won. Let's see who wins. <laughs> <I love it.
0: laughs> that would be great. Hey, you know what? Super Smash Brothers just came out. We should. Dude, I have a know,
2: tournament. man. It's already <laughs> downloading back there. I'm just in a third world country right now. It's gonna take about two days for that thing to download fully. <laughs> but I'm. I really want to play that thing, man. Oh, do man. you guys?
1: Do you guys know anyone in your life that uh, is a hardcore gamer? Because I look at the ROG phone with it, that attachment that lets it. Oh, like, Sam. Coo- Sam. Sam. Really? So he, like, he, he so plays he's, he, for like hours dude, on his phone?
2: He, the two people that I know Juan Bagnell and Sam. Like, <laughs> Juan Bagnell could be on his phone playing all day. And I'm like, dude, like, wow. and he he is passionate about that. Like, Juan is really good about that. And Sam is the other guy. He's He's been doing a lot of gaming videos uh, for our Spanish uh, channel. For those of you, if you guys want gaming videos in English, like, he's totally down to do them in English. Uh, and that's the reason I'm like, all right, dude, you're going to make this ROG phone review in English and Spanish first. And then I'm going to do the Spanish, the English review. But hey, if you guys want to see content from him in English, I mean, this could even be his first review as well. He is really stoked about giving it a try.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, it's it's an exciting phone. There's a lot offered. And in the box, it actually comes with the cooler yeah. Yeah. Um, or the fan, I should say. Um, and <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm showing I'm not the biggest gamer. The cooler. Uh <laughs> But phones uh, over ROG, or rather ROG over ZenFones. I don't, I mean, I don't they, mind. I don't. You don't mind. mind. They they used to make a ton of phones, right? It, like it's it, a they ridiculous.
2: weren't really great phones. Like the Zen phone Five Z, uh, they had a great camera. It looked good, but it looked like a Me Too phone. It looked like an iPhone, uh, you know, mixed with an Android phone. And for me, that's that's the thing, man. Whereas this is full originality. This is something where where Asus can say we did this our way. Um, I mean, think about it, like a fully overclocked Snapdragon 845 here. You've got the cooler to provide, you know, all you need now is more accessories, like a better controller, this and that. Um, but because for me, it's that like, and by the way, I just received an email to try out that Razer phone, um, uh, the controller. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that oh, is nice. for me what's missing. Yeah. for me, that's what's missing. But uh, in the case of this Asus phone, like what what things don't I like about the Razer phone? Come on, man. No headphone jack. You've even got two USB-C ports here. Two USB-C ports on this phone. It's amazing. In addition to a headphone <laughs> jack, in addition to a great display, I haven't tried the camera yet. The fingerprint scanner's not really good. Um, but like come on, man. And this phone doesn't really look like something that came out of I don't know, from Jurassic Park or something.
0: <laughs> it's like it's almost like a cyberpunk yeah, phone, right.
2: Exactly. Um,
0: Sean Velez says um, just invest more in the Zenfone line, you know, because I, and I kind of see where he's coming from with this, because the ROG phone is a premium high end device. And a lot of the Zenfone line was supposed to be affordable.
2: Good point. Good. So point
0: So I, I, I do kind of think that that's that's kind of the case. Um, as far as price goes on all of these phones, the ROG phone is going to be kind of up there. Um, but as a sort of rough segue into our next topic, uh, the price of an upcoming phone that you might be excited for is going to be a little bit exorbitant. I feel like, um, one plus, okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, Jaime, why don't you recount real quick, uh, as my camera goes out, guys, you, I'm going to have to move to a webcam because the batteries for my GH5 are just not charged. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, while I'm changing to a webcam, uh, can you, uh, recount Jaime the, the, um, the, the announcement that Pete Lau did on stage back at Tech Summit. Okay. uh, Because that is what our next topic is on, is this potential OnePlus 5G phone that is actually not going to be the next flagship phone. It's going to be separate to it, apparently. Yeah. All right. So there was a little bit of a fun thing that happened with that announcement. So how about you go and recount that while I switch my cameras?
2: Do it. Do it. No, for me, I, I guess I was like, I didn't expect Pete Lau to be there. I didn't expect, like, that was a pleasant surprise. I do know that Qualcomm and uh, OnePlus have been collaborating since day one from OnePlus. Uh, I mean, this was the first company to big, bring flagship specs into, uh, you know, a segment that was unheard of before when it came to the price point. Um, and so, you know, he just came on stage and told everybody about, you know, just the commitment through to 5G that OnePlus is going to be like they were the they announced a few things that I was a little confused about I don't know if you can confirm this Jules uh because you you did you know part of the part of the back end with the whole press releases but he was like this is going to be the first phone with the Qualcomm Snapdragon 855 he said that and I was like really the first because in the timeline the 855 I was assuming was going to be um you know early February or something like that where Samsung usually launch it launches and then we've got uh uh, and OnePlus is usually in April. That was the first thing. And then the second thing was that they were going to be, that they are bringing a 5G phone, that they were going to be the first 5G phone, I believe in Europe, uh, for EE was the, was it the carrier, I believe. Um, and so like it, for me, those are bold things. Like usually you would expect, you know, you get flagship specs on a OnePlus, but obviously because of the difficulty and the price point, it's very hard for OnePlus to be the first at things. Um, and so, uh, you know, usually it's when when chipsets are on their way, you know, in their midpoint where it makes sense for them to get a better deal for these chips and being able to acquire them. And so that, uh, plus the fact that they're making a 5G phone, uh, he was cle- in a separate interview, I believe it was with Sasha Segan. Uh, he did mention that he couldn't, there was no guarantee that this was going to be an, an inexpensive phone, that it couldn't because of 5G connectivity, obviously. Uh yeah. So we're assuming that, you know that the 855 doesn't necessarily, doesn't have 5G. So the Snapdragon 855 brings the X24 modem. So this is 2 gigabit LTE. But if you connect the X50 modem, you will have the capability. So it could be that we will be getting early next year a OnePlus 7, I would say, with a Snapdragon 855, not necessarily 5G capable, and then later have a phone that's 5G Probably the T, uh, variant that would include it. I, I'm I'm thinking. What What do you remember, Josh? I
0: see you're back. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, I'm I'm still changing a couple of things here. Sorry, but uh, yeah. The uh, from what I remember, like there was there was a lot. There's a little bit of uh hubbub around the whole fact that up on stage, it literally said that that phone was going to be the first eight fifty five. Yeah. and uh, it's it's clearly not going to be the case um and uh Jules is uh in in, in the booth right now telling us that it it was chalked up to an interpretation error which that's true he was he was up there speaking in chinese and everybody but that then but then aside from that it was actually sprawled on the slide behind him <laughs> that it was going to be an a55 yeah. first which yeah. everyone kind of scrambled and was like holy crap the uh the OnePlus is, OnePlus is really like pushing really well for this. Um but f- as far as the 5G phone goes, um apparently and one thing that was cool about Tech Summit is that there were so many people coming out the woodwork to say they support 5G. All these carriers, yeah. especially EE out in the UK, like it was great to see that. Now, um whether or not the 5G modem um is going to be a part of the flagship OnePlus that remains to be seen, but apparently yeah, they're going to make a whole seen. different a whole different phone that because of the cost that it takes to actually create what is inside of that and everything that goes around it to make it 5G capable, it could be up to $300 more.
2: Yeah. I mean, think about it. You need four RF antennas on each, on each side to be able to provide the millimeter wave connectivity in addition to the X50 modem, which uh, is a separate chip that would need to provide the connectivity for Sub-6. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of extra hardware. On its own, yeah,
1: and, and, and Samsung might be doing the same thing, yeah, having a separate phone for 5G,
2: yeah, and and so that's I, you know, for me probably one of the interest most interesting takeaways from Tech Summit was the fact that we have heard companies say building millimeter wave into a phone is impossible, and so Qualcomm just proved that it is possible, but obviously there are some. There are some tricks that have to be done in the hardware for this to be possible, like pretty much having cutouts on every corner. And I'm just waiting for Jerry rig everything's durability test of these phones uh, <laughs> for this RF for these RF antennas to be able to capture the millimeter wave and not just sub six. Which I yeah. do know that other companies are going to do 5G, but only sub six, not the millimeter wave.
0: Yeah, it there, there's so much there's and then again I, I bet you a lot of people in our chat are like, oh, this 5G talk again. I mean, it is it's it, it is gonna be the next wave. And what is so crazy is that companies have to work around all of the things that are needed for 5G to happen, which means different devices. So you kind of have to let us know in the in the in the Twitter or what or in the chat or in the Twitter hashtag PN Weekly, would you pick a 5G phone over the flagship phone, the more conventional every year phone? Um, just to be at the bleeding edge, because we don't even know what they're going to put in the 5G phones if they are separate from the flagship, if they're going to be anything. Um, and also right here, um, I can't pronounce the name, Nafis Fuad. I hope I said that right. OnePlus will not get another excuse for a hiking for hiking their price. 5G might be the only excuse, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but, but even so, a- the price that
2: they're saying is $700. Yeah. Even so, $700 is still it's still, two, still 200 dollars less than every flagship yeah
0: that's true um okay well enough 5g talk let's get to a phone that actually happened that is really exciting the oneplus 6t mclaren mm-hmm. edition uh okay i'm looking at a beautiful photo that was taken of it already i th- I bet this was you right Jaime? um so man like mirror black finish with the mclaren logo at the bottom a little bit of carbon fiber underneath as as far as the pattern goes and then that orange tint but that's not all that has changed Um, No, uh, go for it so all right so the main thing that's changed um is it's got 10 gigabytes of ram now whether (laughs) whether or not you feel like that is absolutely necessary for a smartphone that's up to your preferences but the other thing that has been getting the headlines is it's warp charging i have yeah. to mention this warp charging is one crazy new addition to this have you used the warp charging on uh
2: yeah but i just microphone? i don't have i don't have the time to notice how quickly it charges because by the time i'm back it's already charged like <laughs> like no it's it's like if Vook from oppo was great which was pretty much the first company that came up with this and this and then dash charging like this is being able to do the same thing So there are a couple of benefits to warp. The first one is obviously being able to charge your phone for a full day, like a full day of use, uh, which OnePlus is calling 50% of battery, which I have proven 50% on a OnePlus is just fine. Um, uh, Ever since the 5T, battery life on OnePlus devices is that great. Uh, So yeah, 50% of battery in 20 minutes is, I think that's even conservative. Mm. Uh, I think that that's very conservative. The phone charges faster um, but the cool part is that you you know usually when you're when you're charging a phone the phone heats up, and so uh, that overheating doesn't allow the like the charger will sense that the phone is overheating because you're using it and therefore will slow down the charge. Whereas the OnePlus approach is there are more connectors and therefore it will it it has more contact points to provide power to the battery, um, and so therefore the phone doesn't heat up while you're charging it, which for me is a major benefit when compared to the last. A technology that they had
1: and oh, not yeah. only does the charge speed stay up, but the phone, which is cooler, doesn't throttle doesn't, like it doesn't does. throttle
2: yeah, so it doesn't throttle either the charging or the phone while you're using it, mm-hmm. so during those twenty minutes, you can literally be topping your phone off out of need and use your phone, and that's no problem whatsoever, you know, mm. so for me, this is one of those reasons why a lot of people are like complaining, Oh, yeah, but the phone doesn't have wireless charging. I get it. I like wireless charging now, particularly with the pixel stand, it's really cool. But uh, to be honest with you, if I don't have to worry about charging my damn phone, that's even better. And when I do have to charge my damn phone to know that all I'll have to do is 20 to 30 minutes and then just forget about it, then for me, that's even better.
0: You know, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, I was there when uh, one of our friends, uh, David Kogan, was unboxing his and he got a little bit or was it David Kogan or was it David Amell? It might have been David Amell. He was, uh, he was like, I want to get this phone set up. I'm so excited to use it, but it's low on battery. And the rest of us in the room were like, just plug it in for a few. <laughs> it was like, all right, there you go. So he plugged it in, and in yeah. like 10 minutes, he was like, I have enough for the rest of the day. It's awesome. Um, fast charging is like, an, it, it is it is a requirement now for smartphone lives, I feel like. And it's great that it's becoming more and more prevalent. Warp charging is the new way. uh It's too bad we can't call it dash charging anymore. I kind of like that name, but warp charging, fine, let's do it.
1: And All by right. the way, warp, warp charging is faster than dash charge. But what Jaime, what Jaime was talking about with the heat dissipation was present too in dash charge, where it would put the heat in the brick and not in the phone itself. Exactly.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, according to Jules, it's 20 watts versus, versus 30 watts. watts. Yeah,
2: which a lot yep. of people are like, yeah, but Huawei has supercharged for 40 watts. The thing about it is this technology has more contact points between, uh, more contact point feeding the battery. So that's the reason why it's, It's not just fast, more wattage, but it's more distribution. And that's why it's faster.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Oh, by the way, one quick thing, as Jules has uh, also said. uh, XDA Developers has a comprehensive story on Warp Charge 30 live right now. So make sure you check that out. Head over to XDA. They're always doing some great stuff over there. Um, Okay. And and just before we we move
2: away, for those of you considering 10 gigabytes of RAM to be overkill, just remember Project Boost on OnePlus devices. The fact that it's not just fast, it's not just you have more multitasking because you have more RAM, but uh, you also have the advantage of um, of the you, Project Boost will use RAM, the leftover RAM to store portions of apps that you use constantly. And mm-hmm. so it's not just that the app will remain there, but also it'll remain faster as well. Um, you're asking, is it a good upgrade from the OnePlus 6? Okay, that, yeah. all right. So for me, Honestly, with the One Plus Sixteen, the standard one, I was like, no, I really liked my red OnePlus Plus Six with a headphone jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really loved it. But man, this McLaren looks really nice. It looks really nice. It performs really nice. I love the packaging. Like for was it what what is it six ninety nine? Oh, I got it here. So yeah, for so night. for six ninety nine, you get all this. Like you get the case. You get the uh, McLaren uh, that uh, signature uh, carbon fiber plaque. plaque. Uh, you get that booklet. It's like you remember the old days when you used to unbox CDs and there was this like experience inside uh, there mm-hmm. were even CDs where they would like pop up and bring like different things vertically. like that's how this feels. So for less than the price of a standard flagship, you get pretty much one of the fastest phones, man. Like, that's the way I see it. So I, it's true, yeah. I'm i totally down for this version of the 6T. Yeah. Uh, in, in the past, like, you know, as I said in my review, it's a great phone, but if you have a, a OnePlus 6, I wouldn't upgrade. I just, I wouldn't.
1: So do you feel that the difference between the 8 gigs and the 10 gigs of RAM from the 6T to the 6T McLaren actually make a difference on day-to-day usage?
2: Well, the thing about it is you have to, you have to consider the fact that um, it's not just in day-to-day usage. Think about 2019. Most people can't buy a phone each year, man. So the more powerful your phone is today, the more future-proof it is for as long as you want to carry it for. Right. So if you, you know, instead of buying, like right now, how much is a Pixel 3 XL?
0: How much? Uh, 799
2: if I remember correctly. No, it's $899. Oh, for $899. The, 899 for the 64 gig oh, variant? XL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixel 3 XL <laughs> is, yeah. okay, And uh, all right, so that's a lot of money for four gigs of RAM and wait, four gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage, whereas you get 10 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage, dual SIM capabilities. I mean, come on.
1: Also in the box in the Pixel 3 is poor RAM management. So you got that too. What?
0: (laughs) what you know what you're absolutely right there's poor ram management apparently okay so oh, one of the best one of the best examples on the on the uh excel i will say uh play music like i always do i always have something playing in the background and then open up the camera the music will stop yeah <laughs> that has happened yeah. not every Dude. time but it has happened yeah um all right so we have one more story um also i apologize uh to you brandon if uh, we're not able to get you in our, our final segment uh because i know you might have to get out of here in a few uh, but I do think we have to talk a little bit about this uh, apparently my my fair state of California is uh, out of its mind <laughs> and because uh, because tax revenue from service providers in particular and yes we have Silicon Valley here and they don't really pay as many taxes as probably a lot of people wish that they did um, because of that California is actually looking to tax the SMS or RCS capabilities of a phone carrier there might be a text tax
2: oh but you know you know what california you're just in time welcome to 2009 man i mean (laughs) whatsapp uh facebook messenger like
0: just don't use sms and that's it you know (laughs) you know what's funny i just got my project fi or rather google fi now that it's google fi i got a fresh sim uh, because my old one for some reason crapped out, and I threw it into the Huawei. I started, uh, I started texting like like crazy on that thing. I was happy to use SMS again for some reason because Android Messages as an application is kind of good. Uh, and then this happens, <laughs> and um, yeah, I I I personally can't really understand like it's one. It is one of those things where if if you if you're going to pay more for texting. And what's funny is we have unlimited texting now. We used to pay for, like, what? There was, like, limits, 500 texts, 800 texts, 1,000 texts. On they were, like, 10,
1: 10 cents per. Right? Exactly, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Or, like, uh, nights and weekends. Remember all that? Oh, yeah, nights and weekends. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> on the weekends,
1: you could call for free. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, so there might actually be a little bit more of a tax on, on text, and it's not necessarily... Now, this is the thing. It may or may not be... Uh. And, and also, Joel's did say it's a proposal at this point. But another thing, another thing to keep in mind, it's not necessarily a... It's not necessarily a cost that's going to be harbored onto the user, per se, directly. It's on the service providers, but because they have to pay more, then phone plans could rise in price for them to make overhead. So, that sucks. <laughs> I hope it doesn't go through. Um, do any other states do this? Neither of your guys' uh, areas tax this kind of stuff, do they? Or do you not know? Um, not New York. Not New York?
1: Not Pennsylvania. Yeah.
0: FCC says state authorities can't do this. Now, that's okay. Fair enough, Jules. Thank you for that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just just wanted to put that out there. Um, I'm obviously, I I rep LA to the death, and I'm Californian all of my life. This is kind of weird, and I wonder where it's going to go. Yeah. All right. So uh, from there, we're going to go ahead and actually, let me just double check on one last thing. All right. Yeah. So that'll do it for our first segment. We're going to go ahead and take a really quick break. The Pagana Weekly comes to you with support of Caseta by Lutron. And today I want to talk to you about Caseta by Lutron, smart lighting control brought to you by Lutron, pioneers in smart home technology. With Caseta, you can schedule your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. Instead of switching out all of your bulbs for smart ones or slapping on bulky smart plugs, why not save yourself the trouble and just replace your light switches? It looks better on your wall anyways. All it takes is a screwdriver, 15 minutes, and you're in business. You can press the buttons or link up your smart speaker and illuminate your house as bright or as dim as you like. Our producer Jules has been trying these switches out for a while now and uses Caseta to force himself to bed. All he does is ask his Echo. You can use a Google Home or an Apple Home pod as well, then set a time for his bedroom lights to turn off. Otherwise, he'd be too engrossed in his game of Mini Metro to even care about getting up, fiddling with the lamp switch and then going back to sleep. What? He's a simple man. What can you say? And you can have your smart lighting just as simple by getting it the smart way with Caseta by Lutron. Search C-A-S-E-T-A or hit up Lutron.com. Caseta by Lutron, welcome home to peace of mind. We do have a bit of a check-in for today, uh, but knowing that Brandon is going to be getting out of here in a few, um, I do want to say we have a main segment a little bit later today where we talk about the kinds of gifts that we would uh, recommend to our viewers and listeners, if you haven't already gotten a gift from maybe the tech lover in your life, the connected individual in your life, uh, Brandon, you could do a check-in, you could talk about your gift, you could do all of the above before you get out of here. Why don't we go ahead and start with that?
1: Yeah, I'll talk about the gift. Um, as uh, Jules emailed about this uh, several hours ago, said, guys, think about a, a gift. And for me, it was, <laughs> for me, it was so easy. It's a gift that I gave to my in-laws and they love it so much. Um, and that's a good litmus test because my in-laws aren't that technically inclined. They don't care about technology, like at all. Um, and that thing is a either a uh, Amazon Echo or a Google Home. If if it's and if you get the Dot or the Mini, they're so inexpensive, thirty dollars. And if sure. if pe- if people just spend a little bit of time embracing them into their life, it it's. Amazing. And every week I feel like I come on a podcast and I talk about how much I'm in love with my, uh, you know, Echo and Google Home because I use them in so many ways. But I think for the average person, for mom and dad and even grandma, you know, these $30 hockey pucks are incredible. That's my my gift idea. Damn. And um, with that, I'm, I'm going to jump off and say happy Hanukkah. And, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. Take care, All right, man. later, Brandon.
0: All right. So, um, we do, uh, so we wanted to make sure we got Brandon's gift uh, in, in before he left. Uh, but during our check-in, we do have a couple of things that we wanted to talk about, just sort of on the side, just have some fun with it. First of all, uh, Jules, if there are any other questions about the OnePlus 16 McLaren, go ahead and throw those into our chat and we'll, we'll answer them. But Jaime, you wanted to talk about something very controversial today. Uh, the least liked, the most disliked video oh, of my all god. time.
2: <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, are we the only people that have not made a video about YouTube's rewind?
0: <laughs> oh, there are a like, l- there's a lot to unpack about YouTube rewind, and I don't think we're gonna get into any of like the YouTube politics or any of the actual things. But it's 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 so interesting that this this is. L- this is the worst it's ever been. It's literally the most disliked video of all time. But, it, but it's
2: not just the the most disliked video of all time. It reminds me of that Friday music video from Rebecca Black. Like you it's know, which so, was funny. It's, it's so because cheesy. That year,
0: that year when Friday came back, Rebecca Black was the host of the was rewind. Was the that host year. of the rewind. I get it, <laughs> yeah. you
2: know. And it was it was like I guess it, it was like one of YouTube's best viral videos at its time. And the problem with Rewind, it's just that, like, even Marquez made his own video and then Casey made his video where they were talking about, like, this is sadly, uh, clearly a way for YouTube to please advertisers. And it's just sad because, like, I feel that, seriously, we we can't forget our community. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, no Mm -hmm. way. Like, even even when we do sponsored content, like, we try, like, we we even tell companies, like, sure, like, listen – we have no problem in doing sponsored. If you want us to review your product or this, we're just not going to sponsor the review. We can't because we can't tell the audience. Th- you know, it's just unethical for me to tell people my opinion of a product if you're paying me to say it. Like you yeah. can sponsor the, po- the Pocket Now Daily all you want, but you have to understand that the moment that I review your product, I will say everything about this phone. If you're confident that your product is great, then fine. But I'm not obligated to talk anything beautiful about your phone if it sucks. So let's just be clear about that. You can sponsor yeah, the daily all you want, and you've got you've got a segment for that or the weekly.
0: Yeah, opinions are never paid for. Exactly,
2: uh, exactly. Yeah, but the but thing. then but then you know you get the rewind where the whole idea is to re- re- recap on the best videos of the year. Obviously, a lot of these were controversial, and so none of these were included. A lot of good creators were not included, and so I'm like YouTube, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I mean, come on, the the community made you and it's the community that makes you appealing to advertisers, Mm -hmm, not the other way around. Like advertisers
0: look for you because of the size of your community, not because you're YouTube. Yeah. And Jules even said here, if you want to pay for the news, you have to pay for the good and the bad news. Like it's all all in one thing. Um, I feel like, okay, so YouTube or Google uh, in Google. Google as youtube i should say um they have this whole thing of like compartmentalizing um the actual content on the platform why not have a rewind for each section like a rewind That's for a good music idea. a rewind for tech a rewind for vlogs um that way there might be more representation in each of the categories and that allows you to push it towards the advertisers who want to have ads on those types of content if they want to be specific about where they want their ads to be they can just look at the 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 tech rewind or the music rewind or the late night show rewind which will end up not even being YouTubers It's going to be all actual celebrity <laughs> right true that which I think was a big problem a lot of people were getting upset that like the video started out with Will Smith for example like he's technically a YouTuber now but he's still a massive celebrity he's not really of YouTube he's not home dude and but road. his YouTube channel is freaking awesome man oh it's great yeah like he's very not, he's motivational not, like he's great. <laughs> oh my goodness! A better idea: a YouTube fast forward, a dystopian video wasteland that we YouTube all. <laughs> <fast folk. laughs> oh my god, that is
2: so jewels! That is so jewels. <laughs>
0: Uh, one of our questions on Twitter, or rather uh, just a statement on Twitter, um, I'm going to wait on a 5G device because I know my city won't get it when it launches. That's true. Uh, I point. also upgrade frequently with my carrier, so I can wait. That's very true as well. Um, on stage at the Tech Summit, people, the, the carriers were actually showing what cities they were going to support off the bat. Yeah. And um, I remember getting a, a tweet from somebody that said, oh, great, I live like 30 miles away from that one city in Britain. But my city's not gonna get it. <laughs> so <laughs> like you're close, but not so not not quite there yet.
2: I'm sure this um, country is not gonna get it until like twenty twenty nine or something like that. Maybe
0: so. <laughs> but at least um, our
2: four okay. G LTE is better than in the United States, I'll tell you that
0: much. There you go. And and that's the more ubiquitous one. So there's some yeah. benefits to that as well. So it's yeah, like going yeah, yeah. to uh it's like going to Seoul Korea or to Hong Kong and the four G is it's a it's incredible out there. Yeah. Um I remember uploading videos willy nilly in my hotel room in uh in Seoul. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, all right. So Christmas. Christmas coming up. It looks like you got some uh I'm not sure if the decor behind you is supposed to be Christmas themed or anything like that, but it kinda seems a little festive. Sort of. Sort of.
2: <laughs>
0: sort of. I, I just I just got a really good friend that's a
2: girl to do the decoration and she kind of overdid it, but fine. Uh, Whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Either way, the festivity is going on. And, and you know what? I was mentioning to a couple of our friends while we were in Hawaii for Tech Summit. Like there's something kind of odd about being in a really cool and chill place like Maui, um, where it's always hot and humid that gets me in the mood for Christmas. <laughs> like it's it's kind of funny.
2: Really, that does for that Because I'm really
0: around. happy by the time I leave Maui and I'm ready for the holidays to come through. Of course, for you and me, Jaime, getting back. Ready for the holidays means getting the flu in a way. Oh, God, <laughs> oh, It's been so bad. Like yeah.
2: that break was a great back- bathroom break for me, dude. Like I am like, I'm really sick. It's bad. Like allergies yeah. and everything.
0: That's why I'm in my home right now. I'm in my family home right now. I was like, you know what? I, I can't even like drive to my office right now. I'm going to do it later when I get the strength to. But when I woke up this morning, I was like, tea. <laughs> I need everything right now. It's the holidays, blah, blah, blah. Um. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> Jules is I'm the only one in 30 degree weather who's not sick. Well, I mean, I, you have a re- you have an you have a great you're in a really
2: dry area, dude. That's the oh, thing that too.
0: <laughs> dryness helps. Yeah. OK, so Christmas coming up. Um, have you got your Christmas shopping done? Uh yeah. Uh you
2: know, oh. the the kids usually like Diego all Diego always knows what he wants, you know, and it's always either PlayStation related or or <laughs> stuff like that, or clothing. He's really into clothing. And then my mm. kids, all they want is Nintendo Switch stuff. Nice. But what are you well, talking yeah. about? For like for like the tech gifts? Uh
0: or like in general, like jewels. <laughs> I don't think oh my God, kids so- want Supreme. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh uh so uh like I like Brandon took the idea off my mind when it came to like a really good gift for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh dude, Amazon products are killing it. Like I've been trying an Echo uh from the Taiwan trip like I got a I got a Amazon Echo and I didn't think it was going to work here in Honduras, it actually does work fully. Mm-hmm. I can connect it to all my accounts just fine. Uh, I have an Amazon Prime account in the United States and it works just fine. Um dude, like I'm really impressed with Amazon products from the Kindle is probably one of my favorite gadgets ever, like ever I really love using a Kindle, and then you can find Kindles that are really inexpensive. The Amazon Echo is really inexpensive. Another thing that I'm trying, but it's in the other room is the Google home hub um oh yeah I so it's not the perfect product uh it's still got a little room to grow in the user interface. Because it's it doesn't behave like anything, like uh it's got its own slide to the left user interface. It's kind of weird, but just the whole idea, like I like whenever I turn off the lights in my bedroom and it just dims down into this like night clock really well okay. um and the alarm is like really subtle, and then I could ask it for a ton of things, and I like that I could you know I could start playing a video in YouTube and then I could just put my phone to charge and it throws the video into the home hub like these are really good products, obviously on the higher end. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I I would not recommend devices like a Google Home because the Home Hub is pretty much almost the same price and you get a lot more functionality. So I would either go for the Google Home Mini or the Google Home Hub or in the case of the Amazon Echo, I've never tried like the higher like the higher end uh, Echo, but the Echo Dot is just it sounds so good. Like it literally sounds uh, well enough for this whole living room. In Mm. in the apartment, you know. So for me, it's like it's a really great gift. Amazon products are like killer. Everything else is too expensive. I would never recommend a flagship phone right now. They're too crazy expensive. Probably the nine point seven inch iPad, which is three hundred and fifty bucks.
0: You were in love with that thing, yeah. You were in love with that thing, and and that was what we were filming, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, my my iPad Pro, but the the iPad Pro. That's the thing, man. It's just I love tablets. Like for me, tablets are just so convenient um and so like if if you don't need a tablet you don't need a smartwatch but these are things that are really cool to have um Mm. and so like for 300 and something bucks if you want to like really impress somebody that's a good gift but i would again an echo dot is like a good enough gift for 30 bucks man i would have it in every room (laughs) yeah yeah jaime is the only reason why the (laughs) tablet market grew this year i know because i bought one 'Cause I didn't buy one last year because I was like, What? The iPad Pro cost, what? No, I'm not gonna buy it. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: I was actually tasked, uh I was actually asked like over the last week, uh, what kind of trends people could look forward to in twenty nineteen that they should like buy into right now so that they're kind of on the bleeding edge. And like the first thing that came into my head because we were just out of Hawaii was like five G like into five G. Like but no. Oh, God. um but with the thing that i was actually thinking about was yeah voice assistance i agree with that i think it is a great time to get into it because it could be that that's that's honestly your gateway drug is the is the home hub or the home mini or the echo dot or anything like that because it is your first foray into the smart home world and lord knows i go on slickdeals.net like all the time and uh there are always smart plugs and smart switches that are on sale Really? And like Brandon oh, yeah and and like Brandon said if you take a little bit of time to just learn how that thing kind of works then you can easily just say ok g or whatever um turn on my light like even my light up here this is a lifex bulb right now um and i use it not only to like point it at my bed to wake me up in the morning which has been failing lately uh but i also control it using the home mini which is uh over there where my tv is so like there's a certain level of uh uh, uh of, of the ecosystem that you can get into you don't have to dive too far into it you, you you can wade into it stay in your comfort zone just do smart switches smart bulbs all that stuff
2: yeah because a lot um, of smart bulbs are expensive that's the problem yeah i was like 80 true. bucks for one one well isn't that that's one, one smart bulb <laughs>
0: one i'm like
2: what no, I,
0: I, I highly recommend um, either LifeX or the Casa by TP-Link. Those two are actually fairly affordable, and I bet you they're going to be on sale a lot during this holiday season. Speaking of the holiday season, once again, PocketNow actually has a holiday shopping guide, so make sure you check that out. Um, we have it linked. Well, we'll have it in the show notes or linked down below in the in the YouTube video. Uh, Sergio, in our chat, apparently agrees with you, Jaime. Tablets are very convenient, like for taking pictures in public. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> what he was saying. <laughs> Do not.
2: Come on, man. Follow my review
0: points. Do not take photos with your tablet. How dare yeah. you? It's it's the dead giveaway when you're traveling. It's like, oh, that's someone's grandma. <laughs> oh,
2: Oh, my God. Like, right now that we were in Taipei, everybody, everybody, age 50 and higher was using a <laughs> tablet and they were all using it to take photos with it. <laughs> Everybody. I was like, wow, all right. Now I understand why phablets exist. Yeah. Fine, I get it. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh I would actually um the thing okay. I have a few different categories for the types of users or gifts that I would uh, recommend. Like, there's, there's, there's media consumption, there's gaming, and then there's creation. Now, the creation one you've seen me talk about before, and you've seen me use, Jaime. Uh, Jules as well, actually. Um, this, this, this bad boy right here. This clip-on lens. Now, I know a lot of people out there are scoffing right now, but take it from not only me, but also some of our friends in the tech industry who are like, I will try that out too. This is the best thing that you can get for photos on a front-facing camera.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, if
0: you want to make a wide angle on a rear camera, I mean, that's one thing. But when you're doing, like, selfies or IG stories or you just want to say something and have more of the background and just a better view, this, uh, this particular clip-on lens, Zenvo, uh, it makes it a 0.45 uh, field of view that is already in the front-facing camera. Yeah, I've used this so many times. If you follow me on IG stories, um, there's a lot of times where I'm actually using this uh, or oh. the mo- or the moment lenses. It's kind so of like I, so. I have the Oloclip
2: clip multiple. So I love this approach from Olo clip where it's like very easily snap in and snap out different lenses. Yeah, uh, I just it's in the other room, but it's I like it because it works on pretty much any smartphone.
0: Mm-hmm yeah,
2: yeah I agree. from yeah, both primary and, and primary and standard it's really cool yeah i do re- i do recommend those it's just mm-hmm. wow those lenses aren't cheap dude like not cheap from the price perspective not just that like when you grab them they are not light
0: yeah they're not this thing is this this is big like you could see this but the glass in here is uh actually pretty good quality it may not be on the quality of like a moment lens but then again very few are um True but, yeah I mean this is only like 30 this is only like 20 bucks twenty thirty dollars. Uh, You know, for anybody that that looks at the ratings more than anything else, this is the highest rated one on Amazon. So just keep that in mind, Um, because because there's also another feature where you can unscrew this larger umbrella part up here and it becomes a macro lens. So it's macro and wide. So you can have some fun with uh, both of those. So that's for the creator. I would actually say it's a very cheap one. You can throw it into even a white elephant or a gift exchange if you want, and someone will scoop that thing up. I used to put Chromecasts in white elephant uh, exchanges, and people would like fight over them. <laughs> oh okay. god! Um, for people who like their audio, now I'm using the OnePlus Bullets USB-C. That's actually what I'm using for the microphone right now. So if you've been looking for like a little bit of a review of it, like you're listening to it right now, USB-C headphones, fine. USB-C is like the the standard now. There's no headphone jacks. Blah blah blah. Well, then why not just dive into Bluetooth? Um, I will always, always, always recommend these right here, the Jabra. Uh, oh, yeah. Elite 65T. Minor charging.
2: They're on the higher price. They
0: are, they are though. I oh,
2: admit. my God. So, when people ask me every time that I'm running, what are the headphones that I'm using? Jabra Elite 65T Active. Mm-hmm. And whenever oh, yeah, active. I'm not running, and whenever mm-hmm. I'm not running, it's the Jabra Elite 65T. <laughs> Those <laughs> are my favorite headphones, hands down. Mm-hmm. Oh, the ear and M2s are also fabulous, but these Jabra's, it's just like if you're going to go over 200 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the audio quality has to be great. And the thing about Jabra is, you know, they are a, multi, uh, they're a multi-company with ReSound, and ReSound spec- it, specializes in hearing aids. And so their technology in audio quality and noise cancellation is top-notch, man. Yeah, like, top-notch. Sure. Like, whenever I'm running, I'm like, guys, don't talk to me. I'm not hearing you. Like, And I, I always forget how to activate the ambient display mode, which is available, but I always forget. And, dude, if I don't turn that on,
0: you can't hear anything, and it sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely love those. Um, if you want something cheaper uh, that are not truly wireless, um, if you're okay with that, the OnePlus Bullets Wireless are pretty fantastic as well and it seems like they updated it so when the oneplus 6t was announced they gave us the oneplus uh
2: (laughs) i love my earbuds with ambient display mode sorry man (laughs) ambient noise whatever
0: ambient ambient noise yeah i didn't even catch that good good uh, but yeah, the OnePlus Bullets wireless, the ones that go around your neck, uh, they're a little bit like the, the Beats wireless ones. Those are only like, I think they're only $60. And, yeah, and for... $69.
2: 69. they are good.
0: Yeah, those are quite good as well. Um, yeah, for and... the
2: price, they're good. They're a little wonky yeah. to pair. Uh, and, I, and I kind of don't like the design. Like for fitness, I, you know, for regular all day, uh, these are the headphones. I do recommend them. But for fitness, they're not my favorite.
0: mm Uh, I agree because they they would like kind of get in the way a little bit. Like once you once if you're a gym rat or if you run like Jaime does, um, truly wireless earbuds are a revelation. They are so awesome. Um, And finally, we just need need more endurance. (laughs) Fair. Um, So one final thing for gamers. Um, I actually don't have it right next to me. I don't remember where I put it, but pretty much any controller. For a smartphone, honestly, like <sighs> it is that it is that little bit for a gamer who games on their smartphone that they need. And it's it's, it's it, it just opens things up like there's so many games in the Play Store right now that are ports that are current games that are that are current mobile games, even gotcha games. They benefit from a controller. But how mm-hmm.
2: has your experience been, Josh? Because I bought a couple of power mogas like Sam is actually playing with one in the other room. Um, (laughs) and the problem with these power moga's is just, they use the Bluetooth HID profile, the, the keyboard profile. Mm -hmm. And so depending on the game, you have to go into settings and like really dig deep into being able to have the controller work well with the game. And then there are, it does.
0: It does depend on the game, I will admit, but um, built into recent versions of Android is uh, automatic X input, which means that when you have a controller that actually uh, uh, supports, let's say, uh, the Shield controller, for example, obviously, A, B, X, Y, two joysticks and whatnot, uh, when this pairs to a phone with recent versions of Android, it automatically views it as a controller, not as a keyboard input.
2: Interesting. I, I guess I haven't been using these. It's almost uh, on the
0: level of of uh, connecting this very controller to my laptop or to my computer. And it thinks it's an Xbox controller. It's the same general idea. I, I'm sorry um, for
2: you that it thinks that it's an Xbox controller.
0: But fine, <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm um, really
2: looking forward to trying that uh, Razer phone one. I mean, they just mm. offered it right now through email. I'm like, yes, definitely send <laughs> it over. Thank yeah. you.
0: The one that I would highly recommend that I just love because there's a nostalgia kick in me is um, I think, I think I know where it is, but it's just too far out of reach. Um, it's the, uh, the eight bit do eight bit dough. Well, okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it is, it, it's a super Nintendo controller that has been, um, retrofitted to have analog sticks and two, uh, two shoulder buttons. So oh, it's a modern controller right. in the so shape of SNES that
2: you can use on the switch, right?
0: You can use it on the switch. You can use oh, it on your yeah. PC. You can use it on your, on your smartphone. It's only 50 bucks. Dude, it's actually I've heard really, really, really great things about that controller, like really yeah. great things. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Um, and there are certain games that I've played on the touchscreen of mainly the Pixel 3 XL lately. Um, and once I paired the controller to it and I was using that, I was just I was just kicking ass. It was great. <laughs> um but that would be my thing, like like accessorize. There are so many different things for the smartphone that uh, might be missing that you can just add on uh, after the fact. Bluetooth headphones, this lens. I even have this case, uh, this 5,000 milliamp hour case for the Pixel 3 XL now that was sent to me uh, by Zero Lemon. So there's that one. <laughs> you can add battery to your Pixel 3 if you want. There are so many different accessories you can get. And I would say, don't be afraid to do that. Even if you take off the accessory like a case when you don't need it, you know, you doesn't. It, who says a case needs to be on the phone all the time? Um, uh, so just use on, it when depends you Depends on it. the person. Yeah, it does. I
1: agree.
0: <laughs> but yeah, get accessorizing. Start trying out all these uh, products, and um, and then when you're done with that, head over to the holiday shopping guide and make sure you check out what Pocket Now in general says about what you should be buying for this holiday season. Uh, I think that should pretty much do it, Jules. I don't know if there's any more questions about the McLaren edition, Uh, but I think uh, unless there aren't, (laughs) not really, he said, but also... Joy to the stick, controllers come. Let Earth subscribe to Twitch.
1: Twitch.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. And on that musical (laughs) Christmas note, uh, that's it for now. The Weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show, so make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections down below or by emailing us, podcast at pocketnow.com. On Twitter, uh, Brandon, who had to leave a little bit early, Brandon is at BrandonMiniMan. Jaime is J-A-I-M-E underscore R-I-V-E-R-A. Uh, our producer in the booth is Point Jules, and I, of course, am JV Tech Tea. You know me. I love tech. I'm JV. I love tech, and I love to drink tea. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Audio every weekday. We'd certainly appreciate your feedback through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or wherever you might be streaming us, because without you, we would not have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for 336 episodes straight. Alright, so, we've uh, kind of blown our Christmas load early, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week, but that's all all alright, because may your next week be merry, and to all, well we're back with new episodes right through to ces which we're all still registering for (laughs) Uh, we're all ready to go though we will be seeing you all in vegas after the holiday season but before then we still got a few more shows so make sure you stay tuned for that as well so we'll see you on the next podcast These are all Sony, the new Sony sensors, aren't they? And there goes my nose again. Oh, God. Most likely. Oh, <clears throat> dude. So I have like the
2: best. These are not Viagra. <laughs> what is that? So it's Am- Am- Ambroxol is, uh, have you heard of a, a, a of a cough medicine called Robitussin? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so look for the active component, but in a pill, not in 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 a beverage. And it's really good.
1: Doesn't that make you high? Um, Let me try.